So Source wants to just veer off for a minute and talk about the interim period. So we've been talking a lot about the state of consciousness that is coming from the place where it absorbs energies and needs energies to be balanced or process things. And then we were also uh, talking about when you become self-aware of yourself as a generator of light. Those are two distinct and opposing frames of reference. But it also wants to talk about the interim period in terms of if we were going through an evolutionary process as a consciousness, as a human consciousness. So it would, it would talk about things on the level that everything is frequency. So medicine, the correct use of medicine at the state of consciousness of where we are now is really to discover the frequencies of particular things and then either enhance them or neutralize them. So, for example, like attracts to itself that which it is. It's, it's similar to the principle of homeopathy where, you know, remedies you have particular qualities to them and, and the remedies are vibration. Homeopathic remedies are energetic vibration. So that's why when you have a have particular symptoms, you pick a remedy that also has those symptoms because when you take it, those two things coming together neutralize the frequency. But taking that as a general principle, whether you're using frequency waves, electrical waves, sound waves, all of those, if you can discover the vibration of a particular situation, you're able to neutralize it by giving it something of like kind. And that's really the way medicine should be. When somebody has a particular tumor, they should have discovered what is the frequency range of that particular tumor and give it back to the tumor. And in that way, it will neutralize and disintegrate. It should all be done at the level of frequency and vibration. That's how medicine should really work. Now, why Source is calling that the interim stage is because it's still under the heading of the consciousness that believes that it's in effect of or is vulnerable to or has lacks. It still goes on the heading of that consciousness. However, it is a step up in terms of evolution to the awareness of how to neutralize negative diseases, negative effects, and the like. Okay, so just wanted to put that in there. So for any condition that somebody goes through, the correction of it is always a likeness of the same vibration, the same potency, the same frequency, the same vibrating rate. The remedy is always to give that back. So you know, if we just look at energetic healing therapies, for example, you know, the reason they sometimes work, they don't always work, but the reason they sometimes work is because the frequency that the practitioner is bringing forth from them is matching a particular frequency of a condition somebody has, or it's just a step up in frequency where it neutralizes or absorbs the lesser. 
So that's why those things can sometimes work. And they, if they don't work, it's because there isn't a vibrational match of energies. There's either not a, a likeness in the way that it can neutralize or there's not a higher enough frequency to absorb and transform. The Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are all very, very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Angel Rose. People are demanding answers. Basically exposing the truth. For us to explore in more detail today. This is the time period of truth being exposed of all the unhealed stuff coming out. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Episode. Hit the subscribe button now. Our next question, Angel Rose. Are we more beautiful when we are conscious? Well, we're more beautiful when we're bringing in more light. When we radiate light, when we're bringing in truth... It has its own beauty. What would it be like if there was no more judgment, guilt or negativity for us to process? Well, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? You know, we'd be we'd be a lot healthier for sure. We'd be a lot happier. We'd be more productive. We'd have freer pathways to higher frequencies. Because we wouldn't have this interference, lower vibrations to contend with. We definitely would be more connected, more aware, more able to perceive higher truths, healthier, happier, more self-generating. Just the other day, I found, quite by accident, an equal arm cross of St. Germain under our table in an outdoor eating area in San Diego. The chances of finding it are really remote and the fact that it was under our table was also rather bizarre. So the question is, do we have a connection to St. Germain? What is that connection? And what is the meaning of the equaled armed cross? Okay, well, we'll first ask, what was the message in us finding that cross before we bring in St. Germain? Okay. Because we we just kind of made that assumption later that it was connected to St. Germain. Maybe it is or it isn't, but we'll ask, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the equal arm cross really is a symbol of equilibrium, like we've been talking about, or the place where... Things become reconciled in the in the center. So it's really talking about vertical and horizontal axes as orientations for the way we walk upright in this world. You know, it's our gravitational um, symbol, let's just say, for being a human on Earth. So it represents neutrality or equilibrium. The finding of it was really, yes, a way that higher beings would be trying to communicate with us to let us know 
about this subject that we're talking about today. The beginning of understanding of ourselves as an electrical system and what does that really mean. We're going to just use the word understanding ourselves as an alchemical chamber. But, you know, sources correcting me and saying to even say that you're an alchemical chamber goes in the unenlightened state of consciousness where your body has to be used that way. When you're in an awakened state, your body doesn't have to be used that way. And in a way, it's giving me an interesting little example of these, um, what are they called, these chambers that people get into where they, flotation tanks, okay, where they get in there and all the light is closed off and they're just floating in a, in a solution of Epsom salts and water. And so they're very buoyant and, you know, it's almost like a sensory deprivation chamber. But what happens when you're, you're not being stimulated and catalyzed by outside light or outside energies and you're self-enclosed in that way briefly is that you find that your interior self begins to talk to you. Like I remember when I went in one one time in Sedona many years ago and I could hear my cells sighing. They were like so relieved to not have to be responding to stimuli. There was a whole state of equilibrium and peace that was brought about by that stillness. So Source is making the point that the, and like we mentioned earlier, that the body has many functions and it can respond to many situations. Did I answer the question? Yeah, we want to continue on though. We spoke about the equal arm cross. And oh, means. the equal arm cross. Okay, so yeah, it, it, it is a symbol of equilibrium. But, you know, I find Source also is saying, let's not, let's not get hung up on it. In other words, it wasn't intended for us to go make that a symbol now that we personalize. It was just a message. And as all symbols are only messengers, and they're not to be taken in and personalized and held finite. But it was a stimulator for us. It was stimulating stuff in our consciousness to bring us to you know, my awareness of particular questions that all of a sudden it generated coming from me and the whole connection to St. Germain as being an alchemist, it's not about being connected to St. Germain personally. It's about the symbol of what he represents, which is an immortalist and somebody who has overcome death. And also he was an alchemist a transformer of energies, so he had an awareness of himself as an immortal being. And that's why we made that connection. Is A Course in Miracles trying to get us to deny the sickness-death paradigm? A Course in Miracles is trying to reverse our whole thought system so that we can have a revelation of the truth. In order to do that, it has to undo the ego thought system of perception. So that's why it's 
it does make a distinction between things. It first starts at the level of perception as opposed to the level of knowledge. And we're saying perception is something that is a way that we see based on our current beliefs. And that when your beliefs change, your perception changes, what you see changes. So what it's trying to do is change the way we see or change our beliefs from things that are definitely not true to things that are more true. Okay, in other words, it describes it as going from the unhappy dream to the happy dream. You're still under the realm of perception, but at least you know that you could exchange negative beliefs for positive ones and see differently. But eventually it wants you to go out of the realm of perception altogether and into the realm of knowledge and revelation which is, once again, the truth of who you actually are and what you actually are. Hi, I'm Angel Rosa Grady, and I'm here to talk to you tonight about the work that I've done for the past 20 years being a reader of the Akashic Records, predominantly. I've evolved to this work through many years of meditation and uh, being taken to other worlds and found that we all have a library in spirit that contains our soul's journey through all of our lifetimes on this planet and others. Through my work, I enjoy helping other people find their soul purpose look at their spirit, help them through their challenges, understand their relationships, and guide them to fulfill their highest soul purpose. I've written two books on this subject. One's called The Time of Change, and those were predominantly group sessions that we did when people had bigger spiritual questions for the problems in their lives, such as, uh, what about the financial collapse? What about uh, 2012? What about healing? What happens when people commit suicide? Things like this that became the basis for uh, group sessions that began in 2009 and continue to this day. The first book, A Time of Change, deals with questions that happened before 2012 and some leading into what would happen after. And the second book, The Nature of Reality, deals with questions people asked about consciousness, what is God, what's the origin of creation, what, is, what about time and dimensions, what about dreams, why do we dream, and love and miracles and topics such as that. I'm also a personal Akashic Record consultant, and I'm also a business consultant through the Akashic Records. I feel these ways of going into the records and helping people in their personal lives and in their business adds an extra extra sacred dimension to their life here. If you're interested in seeing more about my work, you can go to angelrose.com or worldofempowerment.com. Thank you.
Okay, that brings us to the end of the session. But now, Angelos, you do want to record the D-Me connection and a woman on Facebook who looks like you. So the question is, what is our connection to one another as in absorbing illnesses? And are symptoms always what's in the environment? See, what I'm getting is that we might have some unconscious agreement going on between people that we love, people that we're connected to, where we may have made some prior soul agreement to assist each other in this dimension. Okay, and part of that assistance is taking on taking on some of the, the negative experience or taking some of the weight of somebody we love and processing it through our own system so so that it's not so hard on them. We, we may have, love may have done that. Okay, but, you know, your boundary line is when it gets to be too much to handle. When you start becoming ill now from taking on too much. With my situation now, because I'm very, very sensitive and I have done that an awful lot, it's time for me now to self-contain myself more. In other words, I get an image of me putting myself in a cylinder of light so that I'm blocking off anything coming towards me. And uh, I take some time to regenerate. Okay, so this requires a bit of shifting of my consciousness and um, trying to come into more of the realization of what I really am. So I have too much. I've been absorbing too much. And now because of that and my own belief system still, my own perceptions of lack and need, you know, I've, I'm uh, degenerating. But I think what it's saying is that, yeah, at the level of the consciousness that we began talking about, it's saying that we do do that as absorbers and transformers and especially with people we love. We're extremely sensitive to those frequencies and, you know, we, we carry some of those frequencies inside us generationally. Our bodies are composed of them. So when they come close to us and there's something about them that's off balance, we will naturally, whoever is the stronger, will start to absorb or let's just say transform the weaker. It's the same when my breasts hurt when something's going on with my children. Me as their mother, you know, it's a mother thing. I can tell when something's going on with my children because my breasts start to hurt. Either I need to do something with them or they're going through something. So it's one of the ways that my body reacts is you know, the breast being the symbol of nurturing and motherhood. So that's where I feel it. But I think the most important thing is, you know, going back to the question you asked of why do we personalize it? I think if I wasn't aware, if I didn't become aware that that's how my body reacts, okay, to some sort of longing for my children, in my children, or that mothering part of me, then I could easily absorb that and say, I have disease in my breast. Do you know what I'm saying? And I could manifest disease in my breast if I did personalize it. 
But what I'm hearing is that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to understand that they are identifiers, symptoms are identifiers, and they're not to be held on to. Okay, that brings us to the end of that session today. And here is a quick summary of what we've covered. We asked about what source had to say about absorbing energies from those around us and from the environment. And Engie Rose pointed out that it was like a lotus or succulents with striations connecting violet patterns and where everything is everything and there was no separation. But yet they do have a distinctive geometric pattern, just as we know how to be human and just as, a know how, as an acorn knows how to be uh, an oak tree. These things all relate at the energetic level. Do we process energies for one another? Yes, if they have a resonance with us. We are constantly processing and digesting light, nutrients and energies all of the time. And is one of the purposes of the human body to be a transformer? The purpose of the human body is to be a sun, a beacon of light. Transformation occurs because we are still in effect of each other. We perceive we need the energy of another, not a generator and an emitter of energy. So we continue to intake, process and eliminate energies all the time until we become masterful. The human body is not absolute, but can process and do multiple things like an electrical radiator of light. It is a generator as opposed to a transformer. And we haven't yet come to the realization that we are free energy. We are an electrical power station. We just don't know how to use it. Then the question of absorbing each other all the time. How do we handle it? We are always processing each other right now and out are what we perceive as outer energies and we personalize it. Our attractions and repulsions are based on a perceived need. We mistake energies and we perceive them as coming from outside because we are not yet sensitive enough to discern its source. So we own them because we perceive ourselves as separate. And that's why we say, I have diabetes or I have cancer or I have, we take possession of them. And the thing to remember is we don't always have to say yes to energies that are passing through us. So that was in answer to the question about processing each other. And do we only do it because we have the same belief system? We're absorbing and processing everything at the moment to keep some semblance of balance in the world the ebb and flow of processing at this level of consciousness is necessary to maintain equilibrium until we become masterful and until we emit our own light. Our next question was about the state of affairs. Is it due to the inability to process each other's and the planet's energies? Yes, we have been overloaded by scrambled, chaotic energies leading to a breakdown of our systems. And we are not in effect of the energies around us. And until we discover our mastery, we will continue to process the state of affairs, as it were. How do we tell where something originates? When you become self-aware as a generator of light, as a human consciousness. We have an evolution through time in various states of consciousness. So we discover 
or enhance or neutralize states of energy. It's like homeopathy, where the remedies are vibrations. This is how we neutralize frequencies. The medicine matches the frequency and vibration of the illness. This is the interim stage of our consciousness that still perceives lack. The connection is always the likeness of the same vibration. This doesn't work if there is not a vibrational match of the frequencies. This is also true of wealth. If you are not a vibrational match to abundance and wealth, then you will not possess it. Are we more beautiful when we are conscious? Yes, we are more beautiful when we radiate light. Truth has its own beauty. Our next question asked, what would it be like if there was no more judgment or guilt or negativity to process? We would be happier, healthier, more productive, freer. We would perceive more pathways to enlightenment. We would be more connected, more aware, and it would be easier to downstep higher knowledge and we would be more self-generating. And then we finished with the query about the equal armed cross that we found and its connection to Saint Germain. And the cross we found is the symbol of equilibrium, the place where horizontal and vertical orientations meet. It is our gravitational symbol of being human on earth. It represents neutrality or equilibrium. It is higher beings giving us the beginning of understanding of ourselves as a generator of energy. Remember that all symbols are messengers and are not to be taken in and held finite. Our final question was about the Course in Miracles. Is it getting us to deny the sickness and death paradigm? Well, the Course in Miracles is trying to reverse our whole thought system. To do that, it has to reverse current perceptions in us. It's trying to change our beliefs to what is not true to what is true. It is going from the unhappy dream to the happy dream to eventually go out of perception altogether and into the truth of what we actually are. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.